in on him this morning, he is profoundly angry. He is irate beyond belief. But to understand why he's irate, we kind of need to know his full story. And so let's look in on it. Jonah, at the beginning of this, of this very short book, and one that I would encourage you to take a little bit of time to work out. I've already read a quarter of it just by listening to it in church, so that's how short it really is. But, but Jonah, there he is at the beginning, and God says to him, go. wicked they have been, how displeased God is with them. Now, usually when prophets get that call, they maybe respond like Isaiah. They say, here I am, Lord, send me, right? That is, the enthusiasm is there to, to live into the mission. Or they argue back a little bit, like Jeremiah did, or like Moses. Jeremiah says, man, God, I think you're mistaken. It's far too young to be here. But Jonah, Jonah doesn't argue. Jonah doesn't agree out of hand. Jonah makes a run for it. He runs. And he thinks, maybe if I go far enough, I can get away from God. And so he goes and he runs and he gets on a boat. And he gets on this boat that goes out to sea. And when they're out in the middle of the sea, a storm begins to rise. And the storm is starting to get bad. It's starting to get really bad. And the sailors, they're, they're bailing. They're trying to get the water out of the boat, out of the ship, and just doing everything they can, but nothing seems to be working. And then they start to pray. They pray desperately their own gods. They pray that the storm only gets worse. And so, in all of that chaos, the captain stumbles upon Jonah. And what do you think Jonah's doing? Is he bailing out the water? Is he praying to his god who he's running away from? No and well, no. He's sleeping. He's sleeping on the bottom of the boat. Hiding prayers, hiding from the world. And so they wake him up, and they drag him out, and they say, Jonah, the, the least you could be praying, even if it can't be working. And Jonah catches up. He says, you know what, I think I'm the source of this problem. I think I'm the reason why this storm is here. And so they decide to draw lots to see if maybe this is the case. And lo and behold, the lot comes up for Jonah. He is indeed source of this problem. And the people and the sailors in the boat, they don't know what to do with this. Jonah, I think we see already, he doesn't think much of his life, says, you know what, just throw me out of this boat. I'll be done with this, and you will be delivered. But the, the sailors, they're, they're kind of coming against him. They're like, what if he's innocent? What if he's just a nice guy? What if he's awful? But if the storm just keeps getting worse, 
there in the giant's pit where he kind of has this moment of humility. There in the belly of that fish, he accepts that he sees and he decides, you know what? I better get right with God. And so he starts to pray. And the odd thing about this prayer, don't do this. The odd thing about his prayer is it's, it's a prayer of thanksgiving. It's not a prayer of repentance. It's not a prayer of, uh, of, of, of just, oh, I'm so sorry, God, for what I've done. No, it's, it's a prayer that it is declaring God's holiness, declaring God's worth, declaring that God is worship already as he is there in the belly of that fish. The thing is, is as he offers up that prayer of thanksgiving, God sees that prayer and God delivers Jonah's prayer. For Jonah, salvation looks like being spit up onto a beach or he's being cast into a storm where God just, where the, the fish just vomited him up onto the beach and there he is among the muck. And God says to him again, okay, now go to Nineveh. And so he does. He goes to Nineveh. And Nineveh is this giant city takes him three days to walk across the desert. Three days to be proclaiming this message of repentance. He cries out the, the wickedness of the, of the city of Nineveh, the wickedness of the Assyrians. He cries out as he walks and he, he tells those people how off they have been. And he walks sort of a message, their message falls on deaf ears. But it is not so with the people of Nineveh. The people of Nineveh, they miraculously start to listen. They start to listen to what Jonah has to say. They start to listen to his message, and they have their hearts searched. They start to have the recognition of the harm that they have caused. And so they all start moving towards repentance. They all start putting on sackcloth and ashes, signs of their repentance, signs of their turning their hearts back towards justice, back towards God. It's not just the people in the streets who are doing this. It is, in fact, the very leadership of Nineveh, the very leadership of this Syrian empire, hear this story. And, it, and even them, even, 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 even the, the village, even the king begin to repent. And the king says, you know, everybody now has to be repentant of this. And, and not just people, but animals. And so you, you have this image of like horses and oxen covered in sackcloth and ashes. This ridiculous image, but that is what is happening. Not only So are even are the animals. And it tells us this. This is the place where we, are, where, we, where we come to in the day of salvation, in the day of the day of salvation. 
Like, don't ask God to do it in Egypt. The Assyrian Empire was destroyed. Cruel beyond imagining. When I was in uh, high school, I spoke in my freshman year uh, an ancient uh, a, a, a class on ancient history. And I had a teacher who took the delight in telling us about all the horrible things that empires in the ancient world were doing to one another. We, we reserved basically a, a, a section of every class to tell us all about, all about the horrible things that these empires would do. It, it, it really was something that, and I think maybe he thought it would get our attention, it certainly was something that was exciting to him. And he made a point of telling us all along the way, oh, well, you know, the Egyptians are doing this and the Egyptians are doing that. But when it came to the Assyrians, he got really, really excited. And he got really, really excited because the Assyrians were particularly brutal. They were known for their unfailingness. They were known for their claims to be a god. They were brutal and cruel and merciless and punishing. They were genocidal. They, 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 they were uh, engaged in ethnic cleansing. They were just horrible, cruel, brutal oppressors. And not only were they just brutal and cruel to the world at large, they were brutal and cruel to the people of Israel. The people of Israel was, the, the kingdom itself was destroyed by the Assyrians. Wiped out. Their people sent off in disparate directions. Their land given away to aliens. They laid siege to the city of Jerusalem and brutalized the baptists who stood in its way. The Assyrians were so fucking brutal. And Jonah has this epiphany that mercy indeed is possible. And so he Because I know you. I know you, and I know that you are gracious. That you are full of compassion. That you are merciful. Abounding in steadfast kindness. I know this about you, and I just knew it. That you would let me come out of the land. Our own feelings about 
try to open up my heart a little bit more. I'm going to try to, to move with empathy and compassion in my ways and see how you can help me deal with this situation. I'm going to try to lead people who I have good reason to dislike to God and not to them. You see, that they too big that it can include the people who you hopefully will get to 